This audio is presented by Hacker Noon, where anyone can learn anything about any technology. How to Implement Authentication in Your BFF Architecture in Minutes, by Stefan Avram. In the web development field, auth, authentication plus authorization, plays a vital role in securing user access and protecting sensitive data. Authentication involves verifying the user's identity, and authorization is about granting them appropriate access to the application's resources. That said, it's not easy. Implementing auth solely in the front-end is easy, but it's usually a terrible idea. Even when done in the back-end, it can have its drawbacks. This article explores these limitations and presents a compelling third alternative, the back-ends for front-ends, BFF, pattern. By adopting this approach, developers can enhance security, improve performance, and achieve greater flexibility in their authentication implementation. Essentially, it's the perfect pattern for this problem. Additionally, we'll examine how Wonder Graph simplifies the process of implementing auth with a BFF. So let's get going. Why front-end auth falls short? Let's first clear the air and analyze why doing front-end auth is such a bad idea. Because, let's face it, it might seem easy, but it's a terrible way to implement it. Two exposed front-end auth involves embedding auth logic in the client sidecode, making ID vulnerable to inspection by malicious actors. With access to the JS bundle, anyone can analyze and exploit potential weaknesses, jeopardizing the security of the system. Yes, you can obfuscate the code, minimize it and make it literally unreadable by humans. But anyone with enough free time in a developer's console, which is own every major browser, can break your logic and, hack, your auth. Messy front-end code handling auth logic in the front-end increases the burden on front-end teams, leading to slower development cycles. Moreover, front-end code becomes tightly coupled with the auth implementation, hindering scalability and adaptability. In other words, you're adding code where you shouldn't, and that only plays against you and your team. Multiple clients' complexity What if your back-end can be used by different clients, e.g. desktop, mobile app, gaming consoles, in that case, every different client will have to re-implement the entire auth logic. Does that sound reasonable to you? Even worse, what if you're developing a platform that can be used by anyone? Then you'll have countless client applications having to reinvent the authentication wheel. Madness. Madness I say. The prevent tracking option enabling privacy features that aim to prevent user tracking might unintentionally interfere with auth, causing third-party cookies or auth token stow be dropped and eventually disrupting the authentication process. In a typical front-end auth setup, the authentication process involves the front-end obtaining an auth token or cookie from the back-end upon successful login. This token is then used to authenticate subsequent requests. But when the prevent tracking option is activated, the front-end may be prevented from storing or sending these tokens or cookies. As a result, the authentication flow is disrupted, and users may find themselves unable to access protected resources or perform authenticated actions. The implications of the prevent tracking option on on the authentication flow underline the need for alternative approaches. By moving the auth logic to the back end or adopting other patterns, more on this in a second, developers can mitigate these challenges. So, let's ditch the front end and focus on the back end. I mean, it only makes sense, right? If implementing the auth flow on the front end alone makes no sense, and we've seen many reasons why that is, then logic dictates we should move it to the back end. Right? Not exactly. While moving the authentication flow to the backend is a step in the right direction, there is a hidden third option that literally lies in the middle of both alternatives. The backend for frontend, also known as BFF, sounds funny, I know. Let's review what the BFF pattern is, and why implementing the auth layer in the backend for frontend, BFF, makes even more sense. The power of backends for frontends, BFF, 
and Wonder Graph the backends for frontends. BFF Pattern acts as a dedicated mini backend layer owned by the frontend team, created to cater specifically to the needs of that particular frontend or client. It serves as the only backend that frontend app can see, hiding the actual backend from it. This BFF serves as the intermediary between the frontend and the real backend. Think about it this way. Have you ever been part of a project where one, the backend wants to develop the services one way and the frontend complains that's not useful for them? And then each develops and deploys their part independently, having to spend weeks readjusting and refactoring later to sync up and match expectations? 2. One where you have multiple, diverse clients that need to consume the same service, most commonly, when you start offering a mobile app in addition to a web app, leading to complex, chatty, either via overfetching or underfetching, front-end code that results in increased network overhead and slower response times, and becomes harder to maintain and scale. 3. Or simply one where changes in one component had unintended effects on the other, because the front-end and back-end were tightly coupled. Who hasn't right? Well, with the BFF pattern, front-end developers can have more control over the data they need and their interactions with the back-end, and each can develop, evolve, and deploy their services independently, without being tightly coupled and stepping on each other's toes. Check out the following diagram to make more sense of it greater than the above setup shows a classic client-server setup, while the bottom version greater than shows the BFF pattern being implemented by Wonder Graph. Sounds like over-engineering, but here's why BFF is superior to both the front-end and the back-end for implementing Auth1. Middleware. Within the BFF, developers can implement various security measures like IP whitelisting, blacklisting, rate limiting, request validation and more. They can use any middleware they want for it and these robust options safeguard back-end services from problems like DDoS attacks, ensuring that incoming requests undergo the necessary security checks before reaching your back-end. Backslash dot. 2. Potential performance gains. The BFF pattern allows developers to add a cache for auth tokens, manage session states efficiently, and aggregate data from multiple downstream back-end services. Think about it. You can do anything you want in this layer to save time and avoid unnecessary requests to the actual back-end of the application. That, of course, translates into a more efficient service and potentially a better user experience. 3. Scalability. Auth logic can be iterated upon and scaled independently of the back-end, since you're literally not touching it. This agility helps accelerates development cycles, and ensures resilience as traffic increases through horizontal scaling, adding more servers to the auth backend. 4. Separation of concerns for the team. With the front-end team also owning the BFF, they can iterate on the user interface and authentication flows independently. Through techniques such as request mocking, they can move forward with the entire development process while the back-end team focuses on developing the core business logic. Granted, eventually both teams will have to talk to each other, but this process allows for a safer and more flexible way to work independently from each other. 5. Security by obfuscation. Remember what I said earlier about how a developer with a dev console could be a potential problem to a full front-end implementation? Well, this is one way to solve those problems. With the BFF pattern, developers can't really see the actual login logic, they can only see how the front-end reacts to certain responses and that's IT. In the end, more than security by obfuscation, this is more like security by hiding the logic away from the developer, but that was too long to use as a bullet point. All right. By now you should be thinking something like, right, okay, I'm sold, how do I implement my first BFF? Right? Well, that's not a trivial task, which is why we'll use other tools to assist you and help with the process. That's where Wonder Graph comes into play. 
What is WUNDERGRAPH? WonderGraph, the backend for frontend, BFF, framework, streamlines API composition with its intuitive approach. By combining APIs seamlessly and treating them as dependencies, WonderGraph enables developers to build applications that rely on data from multiple sources. With native support for GraphQL subscriptions and a virtual graph layer for cross-source joins, WonderGraph empowers real-time functionality and simplified data integration. With its open-source nature, WonderGraph aims to make utilizing APIs quick and effortless. You can check out WonderGraph's GitHub here. Let's explore clerk authentication with WonderGraph in our BFF. I always like to say, show me a practical example. So enough with the crazy theory in the list of benefits and let's get this show on the road. Let's build something using WonderGraph and the BFF pattern. Actually, we'll use that AND Next.js as the framework and we'll also throw in a little bit of clerk to handle the auth process. Step 1. Set up WonderGraph plus NEXTJSTO get started. Let's set up WonderGraph with Next.js. Open your terminal and run the following commands. If you see something like this after the first line, it means everything was installed correctly. Verify that everything is working by navigating to in your browser. If you see this, it takes a while, so give it time, then you're good. Step 2. Sign up for a clerk. Com account to proceed with clerk. You'll need to sign up for a clerk. Com account. This will provide the necessary authentication infrastructure for our implementation. Once you've signed up, click on Add Application and start configuring your authentication strategy. As you can see below, you get a nice preview of your login screen, right half of the screen, while at the same time, you can configure which auth methods you'll allow. Left half of the screen, for this example, we'll just go with email and Google. Now hit Create Application and let the SaaS do the rest. You'll be redirected to a page showing you your new keys and how to configure them on multiple frameworks. The first one is going to be next and since that's what we're using, coincidence, just don't touch anything. Just click on the copy button on the top right corner of the keys section, see image below, and save that on your file. If you don't have one at the root of your project, create one and save the data there. You'll also have to install the package. Step 3. Implementing clerk auth in WonderGraph now. Let's dive into the code and integrate clerk authentication into our WonderGraph BFF. For the example, we'll use the default page that was already created by the generator. We'll add our auth code, and suddenly we'll have to sign in to actually see it. First, go to clerk. Common on the left side menu, select the JWT templates section, add a new one, and fill in a name. Let's call it WonderGraph Original. I know, and on the claims box, add something like this. The important bit is you'll also copy the JWKS endpoint, then go to and edit the section to look like this. Now go to the file and change it to look like this. There are several things to note here. 1. We created the middleware. Backslash dot. 2. We applied the middleware to the exported component. 3. Inside the middleware, we're referencing the name of the JWT template we created on clerk. I called it WonderGraph. You might need to change this value if you used another name. 4. I added the component around everything. If you don't do this, you'll see an error saying something like 5. I also added the in components, which take care of adding logic inside the JSX code to understand what to do if the user is signed in or not. At this point, when visiting you should see a login screen like this, and after logging in, you'll be redirected automatically to your homepage. Step 4. But wait, there is more. Yes, you're done, you can stop reading now, but I wanted to take this a little bit further and show you how cool Clerk is. Inside your logged in pages, you can add a user menu icon that by default already shows your avatar. And all of that with a single component. 
Simply add the component inside the file wherever you want and be amazed by the simplicity and power of this component. Here is mine. There you have the sign out link, which is also a common question users ask after setting everything up. By integrating clerk authentication into our WonderGraph BFF, we were able to leverage the powerful features and security provided by clerk.com while benefiting from the simplicity and flexibility of WonderGraph. This is truly a match made in heaven. If you'd like to check out the full source code of this example, you have either simply clone the repo and go nuts. That said, I hope you found this step-by-step tutorial interesting. I personally loved the simplicity of integration and how both options simplify different aspects of the development process. In the end, we're looking at a flexible and powerful front-end capable of being easily integrated into different backends without affecting the UI. Not only that, but we also saw a very simple way of integrating authentication into an existing application with minimum effort. Have you used the BFF pattern before? What about Wondergraph or Clerk? Share your experience in the comments. I'd love to know what you think about this topic. Thank you for listening to this Hackernoon story, read by Artificial Intelligence. Visit hackernoon.com to read, write, learn and publish.